Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, in all my years of doing this, uh, Jim Jackson, probably more than any athlete, 15 years in the NBA, works at Fox Sports, has an understanding and appreciation and an excellence with golf. <laughs> so we were talking during the break. You are a uh, tried-and-true golfer. Yeah. You love the tour. You um, Were you initially outraged? Because you have some thoughts on the Live Tour and the PGA Tour emerging. Mm-hmm. Were you initially outraged by Phil, Dustin, and Brooks going there? Maybe because of the optics of how it happened, okay? Because the back and forth between Phil, the PGA, what's right, what's wrong, it's the money, it's Greg Norman. It's, it, was a lot, it was convoluted a lot because I don't think the message was articulated good enough where people could really understand why this was important. But anytime you have a competing faction against the power, it's always going to be some pushback. Always. ABA, NBA, USFL. AFL, NFL. It's always going to be that until it starts to circulate a little bit more. And now you see the fruits of what it can bring to the table. Now you're like, oh, okay, it may make some sense. By the way, why would Live Golf want to do this? Well, TV rights. Bingo. You got to be on TV. They're not on TV enough. Now, as we're evolving into direct-to-consumer-based streaming for sports, okay, we're not there yet. Right. So they can't benefit off of people packaging the deal and say, okay, we just strictly want this. In today's world, in order for it to have some momentum, it has to be on TV all the time so people can watch it. Even the novice golf fan can watch it. But if you have to go look for it, that's just too much if you're not really into golf. 
Think about this. The AFL and the NFL merged. Mm-hmm. The ABA and the NBA merged. Mm-hmm. And then Live and the PGA merged. It is. You know, one thing about the NBA is this, is that if you look at the time of the ABA, okay, with the NBA took so many things away from the ABA. Because at, at, at the time, the ABA, in order to get fans in the stands, they needed entertainment. So you had halftime shows. You had all the cheerleaders. The colored, the you had the colored, tri-colored ball. ball. But you had all the marketing to get people in the arena. Three-point shot. Slam dunk contest. All these things were looked at as gimmicks to the NBA over the establishment. We're not going to bow down to that. But yet and still, look at today's game. All of that stuff that you see in the in-arena activity okay. is all a pro- byproduct of the ABA. The XFL with Vince McMahon used camera angles. Oh. NFL stole them. Stole them. Because, again, they've been established so much. Why do we need to change? We don't need to change. We're the PGA. We're MLB. We're the NFL. We're NBA. Everybody should come up to us instead of kind of being open a little bit more to to the ever-changing needs of the demographics. And the demographics change is going to dictate what you do, how the product is, uh, you know, seen. Did It bothered me that the PGA Tour leaned mm-hmm. into 9-11, knowing full well that our government has Saudi money and relationships. Yeah. But Jay Monahan went out, and, and, and I, I thought the PGA was heavy-handed. Yep. Um, when the truth is, years ago, Shell Oil <laughs> used to host golf oh, events. Big time, the Shell Open in Houston. Okay, so... It's, it's, when we were talking about morality, right. okay, and it's all relative from this perspective, is that you can't sit here and say, well, on one hand, we don't want to take Saudi money, but yet we're doing business all the time with Saudi Arabia, whether that's governmental, in, industrial. Ask yourself this. Do you think in the last 50 years, any pro golfers mm-hmm. have done speaking engagements Oh, for Saudi, oh, no, no question. But what about corporate America who does some stuff like that? So it's, it's, it's interesting. When you want to make an argument for something or why it shouldn't work, you, you can always bring up something. But yet and still over here on this hand, doing business is, is not a bad thing. And I, I just think it comes to an inflection point where the PGA understood that they still needed stars. stars. Yeah. And, and the difference is, and, and I look at golf like this, kind of, we have tremendously talented young players right. in golf. I mean, unbelievable across the board. But do they have an it factor that captures the novice golf audience? Tiger had that. Even if you didn't weren't, weren't a golfer, even if you didn't watch it. He got you to a TV on he Sunday. He got you to a TV, Saturday and Sunday, it's Tiger playing. From people, and housewives that didn't even who, care about who, the game. Who benefited? Other golfers. Other golfers. But in today's world, I mean, the Jordan speech of the world, the macro, uh, macro, you got so many great young players, but the stories are not as intriguing. They don't, they don't invite you in. They're, yeah. Not to say that they're not great golfers. That's right. But that other it factor part of it is, doesn't translate the same as Tigers. So let's talk. You played for the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you played for a lot of teams. Did you gain an appreciation for what they call the heat culture? I, prime example is this. So I was there in 2002, okay, just for a brief stint. Played well, started, did everything. We didn't make the playoffs. Later that summer, I'm still living in Dallas a little bit, Pat Riley calls me on the phone. He was our coach at the time. Eric Spolster was our film guy, okay? <laughs> Pat calls me and said, Jimmy, you did a great job for us in the short time here. You started. You deserve the start. But 
I've made two draft choices of these young players, and I need to see if they can play. You need to go somewhere where you can, if you can start and get the minutes, you got it. If not, you have a roster spot here. But I want you to do that. That's Pat Riley. He didn't have to do that. Now, it just so happened it was Dwayne Wayne and Karan Butler who they were drafted, <laughs> which was a smart. I get it, but he gave me the option of what I wanted to do with my career, whether come off the bench there or maybe seek somewhere else, okay? That's why that culture, that's why they've been able to be successful and ride the wave. They're honest with you. They're upfront with you. They're demanding of you. They're very demanding. To be professional, to do your job. It's 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 amazing to me that, you know, with, with Pat Roddy, because Mickey Erickson is such an outstanding owner. Why? Because he stays out the way. He allows the people that he's hired that understand the job a lot better than him to, to run it. So you don't have a lot of change in management, kind of like New England for a long time. Yeah. That's why they've been so stable. Continuity. Now, think about the time, too, when Eric Spolster got in there and there was all this riff about maybe he needs to be fired. He needs to get out. He's not mature enough. He, Pat Roddy was like, no, that's not happening. I picked him for a reason. Okay, I'm, I'm staying with him. And now look at Eric Spolster is probably behind Pop, one of the, probably the best coach in the league. He might have surpassed him from that perspective. But that's the culture in Miami. And it doesn't go just basketball-wise. It's corporate. It's across the board. And how we treat our players and the families of these players. Now, everybody may not agree with certain things, but consistently for the last 20-plus years, They've been, along with San Antonio probably, and Golden State, um, at the high end of the, the spectrum when it comes to that. The, um, I, I, I look at the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. and I know they've already been ousted. But speaking of continuity, is would you just bring it back, mm-hmm. give Joe Missoula another run, uh, probably wouldn't bring it back for three or four years, but both Jalen Brown and... Jason Tatum now get max deals, yeah. meaning you're going to have to move some pieces. The, the bench going forward mm-hmm. will not be as good. Yeah, but, but if you look at Miami, Miami, it's, it's not like you need superstars to win. You need a superstar too, but how good are your complementary players? Because that's what's going to reshape a, a series. Because your, your main guys like Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, then you got Murray and Jokic, they're going to get there. But the other ancillary players, the players that you really need to come in for seven games to really provide that support, are the ones that help you win a championship. So if you look at Boston, to me, why give up on something that's there? Maybe you need to change and mold a little bit more and fix and add some ancillary pieces. I think Horford is a little bit older now. Yeah, yeah. Probably need to replace that. Do you need to be bring Marcus Smart back or do you want Brogdon? Those are the kind of questions you need to ask and add and I tweak. Would, yeah, I'd love one more or, or, or a nice power forward or a wing player. Who can score a Who little. can score. Um, but I, they've been successful. It's hard getting over the top to win in this league. People just think, oh, well, you got these players and all of a sudden you should be there and win. Well, it, it, this year was an anomaly too because at the beginning, think about this, Joe Mazzula comes in. He, gets, he replaces Ime Doka. Normally, a coach has all summer – to get his coaching staff together, get yeah. his game plan together, yeah. get all this stuff together. He didn't have that. So, of course, he's going to make some mistakes. But he grew as a coach over the course of the season, okay? And it, it's kind of unfair that you judge him the same that you would judge an experienced coach just because he has a talented roster. That's not the same. And you see he's going to have to, you know, re-up 
you know, and bring in some coaches that he wants sure. to run his stuff next year. Who do you like, Denver, Miami? They're tied now. They, I, I give a lot of respect for Denver from this perspective, Colin. All year they played consistent. They played together as a team. KCP, I thought, was huge. Bruce Brown was huge yeah. pickups. Yeah. And I love the way they play, and I just love Jokic from a basketball perspective. Mm-hmm. But it's something about that Miami team, just the way they go about their business. They can win on the road. They can win ugly. They don't have to shoot the ball well to win. You know, they find out ways just to. They're a great keep, fourth quarter team. I saw a stat today. They're, but they're, they keep it close because they don't let the lead balloon enough where yeah. they, if they make a 8 to 10 0 run, 6 to 8, you know, they're right there back in the mix. And then what they, because they're so disciplined down the stretch of the game, they limit the amount of mental mistakes they make that allows them to ultimately, if not win the game, make it very interesting. Jim Jackson, good talking golf and the heat culture <laughs> with Jimmy Jackson. You got uh, it, brother. You golfing today, later? You, um, tomorrow and <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> get, your, get your clubs. That's right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. 
You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Jim plays as much golf as I like to play basketball. No, he does. He's working on getting me on a sim- NBA you, summer league Are you team. a scratch golfer? Man, I can scratch. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. I, I'm a golfer. This is, I love to have fun. I don't practice enough. I'm lazy when it comes to that. How about that? I just want to play. Yeah. So I'm up and down, bro. Yeah, he really looks lazy. I mean, this guy works out like an animal. Well, He's I mean, lazy. Just, well, just in case you and I get a 10-day, <laughs> I got to make sure I support you when you <laughs> dribble, penetrate, and I can kick the yeah. jerks. <laughs> Always looking out, for, looking out for me. All right, let's start in the NFL. Bill O'Brien. Uh, he coached Tom Brady five years with the Patriots. Now he's back as the Patriots offensive coordinator. Yesterday, Brady was asked about O'Brien's return and how it impacts Mac Jones. I love my time with Billy. Um, he was a great uh, addition to our team when he came in 07. We worked together very closely 2009, 2010, right. 2011. It's hard to find good coaches in the NFL. Billy's certainly one of them. Uh, he's very talented, very smart. And, and, and Mac's a very talented young player, so... A lot of what's going to happen in the NFL is going to be determined by what these guys do under pressure uh, when it matters the most and how they can continue to evolve and grow from this point on. How's this? Do you think Brady is kind of quietly rooting against the Patriots? Boy, I leave Bill Belichick. He doesn't do a damn thing. What if they don't make the playoffs again this year? Somebody could look it up. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but take Belichick's record in Cleveland post-Tom the one year with Matt Castle and the year and a half Bledsoe started pre-Tom. And what's Belichick's record? I bet you it's 500. Well, they were 10-6 and six with Castle. And that was the big year where it's like, wow, who needs Brady? Belichick's but, the genius. But and the I year, fell for that. Like, the year before they were like, wasn't that the like 17-0 and 0 team or something until the Super Bowl? It was a good team. Wasn't yeah, they it? Had some, they had some pretty stacked teams. Yeah, uh, it was one of the better rosters. I, I don't... I don't want to take stuff away from Belichick, but at this point, it definitely seems like Tom was more 60-40 oh. Tom. Oh, 65-35? Yeah, 70-30, yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right, next Especially up. the last 10, last 10 years. First 10, it was closer to 50-50. Last 10, it was Tom. Tom, Tom, yeah. Um, next up, the NFL is investigating, uh-oh, Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers for a possible violation of the league's gambling policy. Colin, he started nine games for the Colts last season and issued this statement on Twitter. I know I have made mistakes, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. The last thing I ever wanted to do would be a distraction to the Colts organization, my coaches, and teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment, and I'm going to work hard to make sure these mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I've never taken that lightly. I'm very sorry for all of this. I'll tell you, um, that's about as well. Well. He did a good job there. Right. He better. Uh, if he was gambling this season, that's on him. This past season that just happened? Right. Remember, Calvin Ridley was suspended the year prior. Well, he's young, and they make mistakes. And this gambling thing is new in America. Uh, when you see Calvin Ridley suspended, I think it happened a year ago now, sometime last before last season. Instantly, this should be, whoa, I'm not getting involved in that crap. I think you're allowed to bet, not on the NFL. You're not allowed to bet on a facility, in, in the a facility, facility you can't and, bet. but you could bet hockey, I think. So you're allowed It's you're allowed to bet, and I think guys start betting other things, and then they, you know, they do, you know. Come on, this is, this is your livelihood. I No, I'm not. I am in no way. He's culpable for it. But I thought as a young person, maybe that's AI generated, but that was about as good a press release 
and as culpable, he owned it. He made a mistake. People make mistakes. I'm Chat very forgiving GPT. as I get older. Chat GPT for the uh, the, the forgiveness from yeah. the society. Yeah, that's actually, I've been using it for chess strategies because my son, who's 12, is now beating me. So I've had to turn to AI for so, a little assistance. He's playing a lot every day. I'm not. You know, I'm working on takes for the hurt, basically. <laughs> okay. Um, it's costing me in, in my uh, right. chess game. All right, final story. How about this guy? Ben Simmons. Remember him? Played 42 games for the Nets this season after missing the entire previous year. His points were 6.9, 6.3 boards, 6.1 assists, um, 6.66. Do with that what you want. Today, he posted this image on Instagram showing himself back in the gym. Can we see it? Look at Ben. Yeah. Does Look it show him hitting a jumper? No, just dribbling. I know he can dribble. Just dribbling. <laughs> I know he's got abs. Can he hit a jumper? What, what do I get from that? Tough year for Ben Simmons. He he was engaged to this. Uh, he won't. Yeah, he won't even take a jumper. He was ex- engaged to a very attractive. Um, He's woman. a rich pro athlete. Yes, and that did not work out for him. Um, well, is that, are you talking to Jenner? No, no, no. There was some other some other woman. I I follow her on Instagram. She's attractive. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what her job is, but uh, yeah, Ben Simmons. It's all falling apart. The basketball, the social life. He's kind of ostracized. He can't go on his phone now. And you can't open social media for Ben Simmons. You're getting killed every day yeah, by millions on, of people. That's on Ben Simmons. Does, I know. Can you imagine a basketball player afraid to shoot? That'd be like me coming up to work afraid to talk. He's afraid to shoot a basketball. Shoot a jumper. It's so odd to me. Uh, you know, it's... It, it's one of the... I mean, this was an all-NBA player, first overall pick. Yeah, people forget this. Ben Simmons' first three years in the league, we were looking at something special. He was Don't supposed give me to this. be Magic Johnson. He made All NBA, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. It wasn't like he was a bust. He was a great young player. Vision, handle, yeah. size, length, Everything. a great defender. People on the internet act like he didn't have success. He came into this league and was like, whoa, 6'10", rookie, handles, dunk, score, defend. The, the one thing I missed was at LSU, he could not make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he And I right. kind of was like, that's that's pretty damn weak. Can't make the tournament? Everybody, out of 60 whatever teams make the tournament. It's like, but I wrote it off because I was a big Ben Simmons guy, and it just, it's gone down. This is one of the more sad stories. He's still in his 20s, Colin. I know. He's got a long way to go. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love. Mint, straight, wintergreen, peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. With Navian tankless water heaters, right now save federal tax rebates. Find your Navian contractor at tanklessmadesimple.com. Good to have you in today. So the PGA Tour, we don't lead with golf very often, but the PGA Tour, uh, very sanctimonious initially with the Live Golf Tour, has now uh, merged with the Live Golf Tour. And for the uninitiated, basically many of the stars left the PGA Tour. Um, still welcome to golf at some of the PGA events. Uh, Brooks Kepka just won the PGA Championship, I think, again. So, um, but what, what happened is the Live Golf Tour needed a better TV arrangement and the PGA Tour was missing its stars. Now, if Tiger Woods, we go back 15 years and this would have happened and Tiger Woods was in his prime and he was a huge television draw, uh, the PGA Tour probably doesn't do this. But I think some of this, it feels like, is Phil Mickelson remains a captivating figure, uh, controversial, polarizing, um, 
Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson. These are, you know, good looking, long off the tee, uh, confident golfers, have a certain swagger. And when they're not on your TV set, uh, so I think I think my guess is with Alan Shipnook, who will be joining us in a second, he has an understanding about it. Uh, I think both sides win something. Uh, but, you know, the PGA Tour was very heavy-handed in its criticism of golfers for taking the money, which was always my pushback. I don't have to love everything about uh, the Live Golf Tour. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, the 9-11 is part of our country's uh, sad history. And uh, but uh, even despite that, I know our government is aligned and has been forever with uh, Middle Eastern money. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of relationships that I, I just I, th- I think as I've gotten older, I figured out that there's so much gray area out there. I don't want to be too preachy and sanctimonious, all this stuff. And there were a lot of people on the Golf Channel and a lot of people out there that just washed their hands of it. It's outrageous. Uh, took a moral stance on it, which you're allowed to do, but that stuff can come back to bite you. And there's some people on the Golf Channel today. I, it's interesting. The golfers, some of the golfers are in a meeting later today. You've read about that. Now, you're on the Internet more than I am during the show. What are they saying today? Yeah, the meeting's supposed to be going down here, I guess, in the next hour. Um or maybe it is just kicked off at 11, but uh, I think there's going to be some outraged golfers. Some of these guys turned down large, I'm talking not six figures. We're talking eight, nine figures. Well, Rory McIlroy had to have been offered over $100 million. Yeah. And he and, and PGA kind of convinced him, hey, don't, 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 don't take it. Stay, stay with us. And now they merge. Like, I, I don't know how you justify that. Tiger Woods was offered reportedly nine figures. Now, it, it is easy to say that Tiger had all the money in the world, so he didn't need to. Uh, Alan Shipnuck, uh, he, his, his, la- his last book was Phil, the Rip-Roaring, Unauthorized Biography of Golf's Most Colorful Superstar, which was a, I gobbled that thing up in about six hours. He was writing another book, Live and Let Die, the inside story of the war between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. He may have to rewrite the last chapter. Uh, so <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, Wow. So, Alan, you're an expert on this stuff. Why did the news come out today? Today of all days, it's hard to pinpoint, but there's been this, there's been a lot of things happening in the background, including the Department of Justice has, has ramped up its investigation of potential antitrust violations by the PGA Tour. They're serious. They come and they take your phone and they download everything you've ever typed or thought. And um, they were doing that to players, agents, executives. There was a simultaneous lawsuit that's been grinding on, and that was that was on the Ninth Circuit Court, and the public investment fund was potentially going to have to open up its books. It's a very secretive, shadowy organization. Neither side wanted this kind of scrutiny. Right. Um, at the same time, you had uh, Live Golf put a huge charge in the Masters. Those are the best final round ratings in years. Yeah. Brooks Kepko won the PGA Championship. The landscape was was shifting rapidly, and I think. Um, you know, the PJ Tour was losing sponsors. Honda pulled out. AT&T pulled out of the Byron Nelson. And both sides were basically on this, uh, to use an old Cold War term, you know, mutually assured destruction. The PJ Tour was running out of money. They were squeezing their sponsors and the sponsors were pushing back. Liv had put an incredible amount into launching, but their TV ratings on the CW were abysmal. And I think they were realizing there was a limit to their audience. Yep. And so it, it just, at some point, it made sense to put the game back together. Um, and... 
you know, a guy named Jimmy Dunn has been instrumental in all this. He's on the he's on the policy board of the PGA Tour, and he's kind of this ultimate insider. He's a member at every club you can think of, and he did not have the baggage of Jay Monahan, who had been you know demonizing the Saudi leadership. And so, Jimmy Dunn was was talking behind the scenes with with um, Yasir Al Rumayan, the guy who runs a public investment fund, and who, who Liv has been his baby all along. And uh, they very quickly hammered something out. So it's. Uh, you can't emphasize how secretive this process has been. I mean, Greg Norman didn't know about it until this morning. Wow. Roy McElroy, Tiger Woods, they, they all got phone calls this morning saying, hey, this is happening. And uh, it's real stagecraft and, and brinksmanship that, um, that, that, that made this happen. And, of course, there's many details that still need to be worked out. But it's, it's a monumental moment for professional golf. And, you know, th- this was already – the the, the rise of Liv is the biggest golf story this decade, not involving Tiger Woods, and uh, maybe this century. And it just it just keeps going. I mean, it, it, it's a stunning conclusion. But you know, the war is over. But now they have to win the peace. And there's so much to figure out. And there's so many winners and losers in this. And um, it's going to be a fascinating process in the coming months as they try and they try and put the game back together. Alan Shipnuck, great writer. He's a partner in the Fire Pit Collective, a golf media company. I didn't like the sanctimony of it. Um, my, my takeaway was, uh, and I said this top of the show, is when anybody goes into the morals and values, I'm like, listen, <laughs> you don't know who these leagues are in business with. If you go deep into the billionaire pockets of professional sports owners in the English Premier League or in the NFL, you just, there's a lot of stuff. To your point, they don't want the books open. You know, baseball owners haven't wanted those books opened forever. Do you think the PGA Tour regrets a little bit of their sanctimony and a little bit of their preachiness today? Yeah, the, the tour, some of the talent on the Golf Channel, many of the players, an army of trolls on Twitter. Um, it's It was always hollow, right? I mean, the European PGA Tour would have gone out of business a long time ago if it was not hosting its biggest money events in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Turkey, China. Yep. Uh, that that tour has stayed in business in these playing in these these places with autocratic governments, and um, it's always been a factor in in the sports world. I mean, you mentioned the EPL. I mean, half of those teams in the English Premier League are now owned by Saudi Arabia or yep. other Middle Eastern interests, and uh, so. It always felt a little hollow and a little sanctimonious. Now, it's it's certainly okay to have qualms and questions about where the money is coming from, as an individual, as as a as a citizen. But um, institutionally, I mean, the tour's biggest sponsors, Coca Cola, FedEx, Morgan Stanley, they all do business in Saudi Arabia. They have for a long time. Right. Um, so the lines got very blurry, and I think that was part of what Jay Monahan realized. Is it you know his first. His, his messaging has been muddled all along, the PJ Tour commissioner. At first, it was legacy, not leverage. You know, the, the PJ Tour, the, his history is so rich. This is all that matters. Stay here and play our tournaments. All the players took the live money. Then it was like, okay, you've never had to apologize for being a PGA Tour member. You know, he tried the morality. Guys still left. You know, the only way he was able to keep his stars was with the money. You know, they went to these elevated events. They reshaped the schedule. They put in this slush fund, the, the player impact program money always wins and you know that's really one of the headlines from today and so the tour they, they tried they, they they trotted out every argument they could and ultimately they just realized you know what we can't beat these guys dollar for dollar so let's just join them and yeah 
so for, for the sanctimonious and the finger waggers, it's a tough day. I mean, it, it's still, there's still some, you know, there's plenty of golf fans who feel betrayed, who, you know, they've, and it's part of modern life, right? There's very little nuance. You have to pick a side and you have to defend it to the death. And, and so you, you either pro tour or pro live. And that was it. And I tried to always stay in the middle and I was getting shrapnel from both sides. Like it's, <laughs> you, you really, you had to, you had to pick your, you had to pick a side. And, and so the players who or the fans or the stakeholders who, you know, like the PGA tour and wanted to stay loyal to the PGA tour, they had to buy into this, this moralistic argument, but it, it never quite held up. And, um, today has made that plain. Yeah, I think, as you said, it was a hollow argument. I, and I think your point about the European tour, I did not know that. That's a that's salient point, as usual. He's a great golf writer, a partner in the Fire Pit Collective. Check it out at Golf Media Company. He's got a new book, Live and Let Die, the inside story of the war between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. I've only got two minutes left. How much of this do you have to, do you have to rewrite the last chapter or something? I'm just, I'm seriously. I <laughs> oh, know. yeah. Yeah, you do? Yeah, no. I mean, it's been it's been a funny subtext. All this. I turned the book in Sunday night at two in the morning. Like, <laughs> I've been working on it for a year. I was bleeding on the keyboard. It's been such an effort to get this book done. Um, but there's always some jitters because even though the book comes out on Halloween, which is a short lead time for a book these days, um, always knowing things could change. And the whole last chapter, I was peering into the crystal ball, predicting this merger, what it would look like, how it would play out. And so, I'm actually happy there's a resolution. I instead of guessing, I can write authoritatively. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out what happened behind the scenes and bring it all to life. And it's a perfect exclamation point on a, in a, a very um, demanding project, but also this crazy moment in, in golf history. The last year has been bonkers. And so this is this just takes to a whole new level. Alan, what a pleasure. You made time for us. Uh, one of the premier golf writers on the planet. Alan, your work is great. And, and his book, The Rip Roaring, an unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar. Phil Mickelson may not like it. It is a fast, funny uh, informative read. I I went through it on a quick plane flight. I it I devoured it. It's a great, fascinating. It made me like Phil more. He's totally flawed, aren't we all? But it's fascinating. And Alan, we got to run. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, the Phil book is is it's warts and all about Phil, but. Uh, I thought you think you know everything about Phil Mickelson, then you read the book and you're like, wow. Yeah, and he's yeah. Phil was the one that kind of got this thing going. Phil was complaining about the PGA Tour and the handling of its stars ten years ago, so it was easy to just jump on Phil for the money. And I don't know Phil at all. I've met Tiger a couple of times, but you know Phil Mickelson. Um, I'll tell you when he got the news this morning. <laughs> Phil Mickelson pumped a fist a few times. He was proven right in the end. It was all about the money. Players got it. PGA said, for the record, Alan Shipnuck said, PGA was running out of money. Why? Because we watch for the stars. It's like Kevin Durant always says, you guys are casuals. Damn straight. We have a life. We watch the playoffs. We don't watch the regular season. you got to have stars to get most people to a television. Simply Safe never rests on its laurels. Always innovating right now. 20% off your new system. SimplySafeColin.com. They've got the new 2-in-1 smoke and CO detector. Distinguishes between fire and cooking smoke so you get fewer false alarms. Okay. J-Mac, that was a show today, baby. Hell of a show. Bringing it. On fire. You came out just... 
Roaring. Haymakers. You came out like early Tyson, just coming out, just swinging. I, yeah. Knockout. Had no interest getting to the fourth round. It was a good, good show. I thought you would be losing steam coming off the Iceland trip, you know, a little fatigue. Like when you go to altitude at Denver no. uh, in the playoffs, you get a little tired. Game two. Nice showing from you today. Thank you. Oh, appreciate that. Appreciate your support. <laughs> uh, first things first uh, is around the corner. For all of us here, I want to thank Alan Shipnuck again, made time for us. He's somewhere near a golf course. It's the herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.